Cowie, and I'm back with some of my gems of 2019, a series where I talk about some of my favorite albums and EPs from the past year. This week, I'm back with eight new albums from this year that I've absolutely loved, so just like last time, I'm going to chat about some of them and let you know why you need to be listening to these artists. Like I said, this is part two of my gems, so keep an eye out for parts three and four, which are going to be coming within the next two weeks, where I'll talk about even more albums that I've loved from this year. I also just want to give a shout out to anyone who's been listening or reading past the mic this past year, supporting our podcast or anything that we've been putting out. It really means a lot to me. This blog was something that I started as one of my class projects while I was in college in 2018, and it's just amazing to see how much it's grown since then. It's still something that I do in my free time, but it's been an amazing way to connect with new artists and meet new people. So I just want to give a shout out to anyone who's listening, anyone who I've met because of this blog, everyone in the Minnesota music scene, you all rock and have made my ear so much better. And also, if you've been enjoying anything that we've been doing on Pass the Mic, it really means so much to spread the word, just telling your friend, sharing us on Twitter or Facebook, giving us a rating on the podcast, anything like that really goes such a long way. So if you have an extra minute and you've been liking the stuff that we've been making, give us a shout out and tell someone about it because it really means a lot. So with that, let's get into some of my gems of 2019. The first album that I want to talk about is from Jamila Woods. She has been one of my favorite artists for the past couple years. She put out her debut album Heaven in 2017, so this is her follow-up to that album. It's called Legacy Legacy, and as the name suggests, it looks back at some of the most influential artists, writers, painters, musicians, all of these influential artists of color. And it's a really beautiful tribute to them. Each song is named after a different artist. So there are songs called Frida after Frida Kahlo, Miles, Basquiat, Sun Ra, Octavia. Um, And each of them gives an homage to these artists, but also really shows us a lot of Jamila Wood's own voice. In addition to being a musician, she's also a poet. And I think a lot of that really shines through. There are so many beautiful lines and words throughout this album. Also, one of my favorite moments is the song Sonia. There's a just mind-blowing rap verse from Nitty Scott. So if you haven't heard that song, check that out. It's one of my favorites from the album. But really from front to back, this album is so beautiful. She weaves in this modern R&B, beautiful guitar lines, really angsty beats in Basquiat. There are so many different moods and feels that are captured in this one album. So it's one that I cannot get tired of listening to. And it's been one of my most listened to albums from 2019. So definitely check out Legacy Legacy by Jamila Woods. The next album that I want to give a shout out to is Breakup Season from Future Teens. They're a band that I discovered this year. They're from Boston. They are a beautiful blend of emo, indie rock, modern rock. And this album, as the name suggests, is a little bit heart-wrenching. It is a lot of breakup songs and songs about kind of lost relationships and pain. Um, But it's a really wonderful album because you hear a lot of the interplay between the band. The band has two guitarists and singers, Amy Hoffman and Daniel Radin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Radin, Radin, hopefully. 
hopefully I'm getting it. Um, so they go back and forth between singing these songs, and I think that really adds a new dimension to them. They're singing about breakups. The song Frequent Crier is one of my favorites. And I think it just adds such a new dimension to have these two singers bouncing between these songs. It kind of makes them a little more personal and a little bit funny. I feel like it's an album that you can definitely laugh along to as you're crying to it. It just really speaks to the friendship that this band has, I think, and how they've kind of seen each other through all of these hard times and can see you through some hard times too. So check this album out if you're having a rough time or if you just want to, you know, feel the warmth of their bond and beautiful relationship. favorite bands put out their first album this year. They're called Ahem and they're a trio from Minneapolis. They are just such a ray of sunshine and such positive energy that anytime they put out new music, I'm always so excited to have it because it's just going to be, you know, the sunshine in my week. It's just going to make me so happy. They put out an album called Try Again. It's their debut album. They put out two EPs before this. Their first was called Just Wanna Be and it came out in 2016. And then they put out the EP Shoots and Ladders in 2018. So this is their first full length. It has all of the kind of like grungy, fuzzy, fast, loud, upbeat rock that we're used to from a hem. They have these really fun group vocals that kind of bounce back and forth between their singer and guitarist Eric and their drummer Elise. That's one of my favorite things about their music. And this album is just so exciting because it's the first long collection of songs that we've had from Ahem. It talks about kind of taking the winding path through life, kind of being in touch with your playful childhood and recognizes that being an adult is hard, but it's easier when you have a group of friends that have your backs and can make you feel like a kid again. So I love Ahem and I love this album, so check out Try Again. from Dua Soleil. They started out their performing career as a poet, actually. Dua began writing and performing spoken word poetry in high school and college. They were born in Sudan and grew up in St. Paul, Minnesota. And after high school and college kind of started discovering music and used that as a way to channel their gorgeous talent for bending words and creating these really mesmerizing beautiful soundscapes. So they put out their debut EP, Nur, which means the light in Arabic, um, at the beginning of the year. And it's this really kind of slippery, fluid, hard to pin down sound. Um, They worked with the producer Simon, who's also based in Minneapolis. He's worked with a bunch of artists locally, including Velvet Negroni, and has also lent his talents to people all over the world like Bonnie Vare and Young Thug. Simon worked with Dua to transform their lyrics into these really, I describe them as kind of futuristic soundscapes. They don't sound like anything I've heard before, any one genre. They sound like something coming from well beyond their time. Some people have tried to describe Dua as R&B, but it's really hard to put a genre to their sound, like I said, because it just brings in all of these different elements. I think the thing that makes Dua so magical for me is just their ability to work with words 
and create songs that kind of take you to a different place and sound a little bit magical. I feel like magic is always the word that comes back to me whenever I try to describe Dua, so I'm looking forward to seeing so much more from them in 2020. with the rest of the albums and EPs, I want to give a shout out to one of my non-musical gems of this year. This time it's a person. It's one of my closest friends. Her name's Anna. We've been playing music together since college. I met her when we were playing together in our school's jazz band. She plays saxophone and I play guitar. I remember us talking about how we wanted to start a band together, and we had talked about this for years. I think the first time we brought it up was maybe sophomore or junior year of college, and we were just so adamant of we wanted to start like a jazz, funk, rock band, and we were going to do it, but I think we were both really shy about writing and performing more music and really taking ownership of that. So I've had so many amazing discussions with her over the past couple years, and she's been this super motivating, encouraging source of inspiration for me as a musician and a person. We have made that dream come true and we have started a band together which we play in together now which has been one of the most amazing experiences for me of this past year. Our band is called Rebecca um, spelled R-A-B-E-C-A and Rebecca has just become like my best friend this year and in large part to Anna and how much her friendship has meant to me. She's been so encouraging and without her, I never would have had the confidence to write the songs that I've written and sing in front of other people especially. So I'm so grateful for Anna. Uh, Your friendship means so much to me. I think you're such a cool musician and inspire me like literally every day. So thanks for being you, you rock. And thanks for being my friend and making my year so much better. been able to get enough of Charlie Bliss in 2019, which is a good thing because they put out a new album called Young Enough and also when I wasn't looking, just put out an entire new EP also in 2019 called Supermoon. So they have been quite busy and I'm very grateful for it. They've been one of my favorites ever since I discovered their first album, Guppy. They're just so much fun to listen to. Their singer, Ava Hendricks, just has this unmistakable, just cheery young voice that just totally creates this juxtaposition with all of the heavy, crunchy, grungy guitars and drums that they use in their sound. I think Young Enough and Charlie Bliss in general just really describe what it sounds like to be young and to feel young. Um, I think they totally capture all of the kind of growing pains and struggles, but also all of the joy that's encapsulated in growing up and kind of becoming a young adult and finding yourself. I have been listening to the song Capacity, especially all year. I think it's a message that's really resonated with a lot of people this year. It talks about kind of giving away too much of yourself, taking time to focus on your own needs, kind of self-care, but in a really simple but profound way of just giving yourself the time and the energy that you need. I think it's a really important reminder and it's something that I'm definitely going to continue to remind myself of in 2020. So I'm very grateful for this new album from Charlie Bliss.
The next album that I want to talk about is from the band Taco Cat. They're from Seattle and they are so much fun. Taco Cat always write these super upbeat, jangly, surf punk songs. And this album has some heavier themes. They've always talked about some, you know, more serious topics in their music. They've talked about catcalling and gender roles. They've talked about workplace nine to five politics. They've talked about a lot, but this album is definitely their most overtly, I guess you could say political, or it speaks to kind of the social conditions that have been plaguing us in 2019. It's called This Mess is a Place, which I absolutely love. I think Taco Cat has such an amazing sense of humor, and I think that's one of the things that really shines through in this album. It talks about slogging through a nine-to-five job, feeling kind of stuck in place and powerless, feeling disillusioned with power, especially they have a song called Hologram, which has this line, just remember if you can, power is a hologram, which I just think is incredible. So it deals with some of these heavy things, but in such a playful and fun way, which I think is exactly what we need in 2019. I think it's amazing just to find joy and kind of humor in some of the darker things that are going on and is just an amazing way to dance around your living room and just kind of have this cathartic experience and go on this amazing surf punk ride with taco cat the next album that i want to talk about is from carly ray jepson i've been a huge fan of hers ever since listening to her 2015 album emotion that album was really a turning point for me and i think for a lot of fans It kind of changed her perception as this one-hit wonder for Call Me Maybe into this really gifted songwriter who can put out these really complex and nuanced songs about love. So I was super excited for the follow-up to that album, which is called Dedicated. Carly apparently wrote over 200 songs when she was working on this album, which just shows how dedicated she is to her fans and to this album. She's described its sound as chill disco, and I'm here for it. One of the things that I love the most about Carly Rae Jepsen is, like I said, just her ability to write about love. I think her songs are so captivating and really draw me in because they're so complex. There's never really just one emotion or feeling that she's conveying in her songs. They're all very torn and offer these really conflicting feelings. She's falling in love, but she's afraid of heartache. Maybe she wants to jump into something, but she knows it's too soon. There's always two sides or more sides to a Carly Rae Jepsen story. So I love hearing it. And this has been one of my favorites to put on at the gym when I'm alone in my house. It's just always one that can put a smile to my face. So, so grateful for Carly Rae Jepsen and this album from 2019. album that I want to talk about in this episode is also one that can always put a smile to my face. It's by the band Chai, which are a quartet from Japan. They are so much fun. They've been kind of redefining the definition of kawaii or beauty and cuteness and gender roles in Japan. They've been creating this revolution of joy and happiness and redefinition of gender through these really 
happy and explosive bubblegum pink songs that somehow blend funk and disco and rock and techno. They do it all. If you haven't checked out Chai before, one place to start could be their Tiny Desk concert. They come on stage or come onto the tiny desk wearing these hooded onesies that are covered in giant multicolored tassels and perform this choreographed dance. I think that really just encapsulates all of the joy that's present in their music. Their second album came out this year and it's called Punk. I think the really amazing thing about this album is punk is such a great word to describe their sound, not in terms of genre. They don't use, you know, a lot of distorted guitars or they're they're not punks in the traditional sense, but I think if you expand the definition of punk to mean someone who is rebellious, someone who's fearless, someone who wants to use their platform to bring more people in and make people feel like they have a space, then I think Chai are absolutely punks and I think they show us all how to be punks too. So check out this album, Punk from Chai, and start your 2020 off right. That's it for this episode. Check back in next week and the week after for parts three and four of my gems of 2019. Thanks for listening, and I hope you all have a great week. 